0: So, one of the things that I have been uh, thinking about for this past few weeks about um, a topic that I really want to share with people and also I want to learn about it myself. Because every time I, I was thinking, um, there's like two sides of every person. It's one. Uh, what they can say as a <coughs> subconscious mind or or this unconscious mind, subconsciously, unconsciously, uh, conscious and subconscious or something like that, or I might be confused with uh, the alternate personalities. You know, some people have multiple personalities. Sometimes, um, some people have two kind of two too diverted kind of thinking or something like that so I stumble upon this kind this one um, article <coughs> in the internet is from markmanson.net that's the article is titled uh, to your two minds this was written eight years ago and I think this article might evolve or uh, this man the writer mark manson um, might have changed his mind or probably read or uh, discovered new new ways of things but this was written eight years ago by mark manson and it was it is titled your two minds so you can check it in his website markmanson.net So let's begin his um article before actually me talking about things that you know <laughs> was in my mind. So introduction close your eyes wait don't close them yet finish reading this paragraph then close them okay close your eyes and try to think about nothing for thirty seconds ready? Okay, so, wasn't easy, was it? Chances are that various thoughts and images kept popping into your head. Now, I want you to try the same exercise again, except this time I want you to pay attention to which specific thoughts and images pop up. Try Try to keep track of them. Notice them, note what they are, and then let them go. See if you can do that for a minute. Ready? Go. So, this man, this writer, is writing about um, more of a Zen thinking. So, he wants to, he wants us, the reader, to actually experience it at the same time. So, continue. What were they? Maybe the fight you had with your brother the other day. Or the assignment that's due tomorrow, but you're reading this instead. Or maybe a movie you saw recently or some sort of fantasy. Chances are you were able to notice them for a little while, but then you quickly find yourself getting sucked into thinking about them involuntarily. If you ever meditated, even a little bit, you're familiar with the experience you just had. You close your eyes and try to shut your mind up. Even for 30 seconds, and despite your best effort, the spigot of thought, the vomit just kept pouring out if you ever attended meditation retreats or been involved in some movement such as zen like i was for a while they talk a lot about this mind chatter that you suffered through and the thing is that mind chatter never stops it always going on in your daily life a lot of these eastern philosophy philosophies aim to quiet that chatterbox of a mind that we have and I suppose it's useful to put a little damper on it but I actually found practicing these sorts of techniques have another benefit a benefit psychologists are just catching on and starting to write about here in the west this is this was written eight years ago and I think there has been more techniques or the the, the medicals in the medical field has already catching up <coughs> so subtitle that benefit is what I call the two minds continue when you close your eyes and try to eliminate any thoughts and fail miserably like the rest of us obviously your mind is thinking but if your mind is thinking then who is observing the mind thinking hmm when you did the exercise and your mind kept wandering back to what you had to do at work tomorrow, who was it and was watching your mind worry about work tomorrow? It was your mind watching your mind. <laughs> okay, In Zen, they refer this as the thinking mind and the observing mind, the two minds. It has been common concept of Buddhism for centuries and new western therapies such as ACT, the acceptance commitment therapy, are catching on to how useful it is and how it can solve a lot of everyday emotional problems. So the writer said he will break down break down the two minds further and then show how they can be applied to solving many of the emotional problems we deal in our daily life. Subtitle Subtitle 2 The problem With the thinking mind Is that We don't completely Control it Don't believe me I'll prove it Whatever you do Do not think about A pink, a pink elephant Don't think about a pink elephant Holding a blue umbrella With his trunk Don't think about the pink elephant At all While reading The next two paragraphs Okay Not only did you Picture a big Pink elephant with a blue umbrella but you were watching yourself think about a pink elephant while you were reading this past two paragraphs. Your observing mind was watching your thinking mind indulge in pink elephants repeatedly, despite the fact that it was telling your mind, your thinking mind not to to indulge in said elephant. The thinking mind is always chattering while you are waiting in line while your pet trying to sleep. When you tune out of conversation with people Or when your mind wanders while reading Which I'm sure will happen at least once with me (laughs) Our thinking mind is like a horny dog on a leash that keeps running after things And if we aren't used to using our observing mind Then our thinking mind drags us along with it continues, If our thinking mind starts obsessing about reaching 30 Level 30 in Diablo and the last episode of Mad Men, our observing mind is helpless to reign in it. The same goes for emotions, and that's actually where most of our suffering comes from, not from the negative Emotion themselves, but from the fact that we are helpless from getting sucked into the negative emotions. Satathi most of our first psychological and emotional stress happens because our mind our thinking mind and observing mind are fused, and we don't recognize the difference fused okay people ask me all the time, "How do I stop feeling so jealous and or "How do I stop feeling so angry?" or "How do I not get nervous in this situation anymore?" The answer is you don't. You can't control your thinking mind. those emotions pop and will continue to pop up. <coughs> The trick is is to not fuse with those emotions when they arise. In Zen, they advise that instead of saying, I'm angry, to say, I feel anger. Instead of saying, I'm nervous, say, I feel nervousness. Instead of saying, I'm jealous, you say, I feel jealousy. It might seem like a subtle difference, but try it think of a time recently when you felt a negative emotion, a lot of anger or nervousness or insecurity now instead of thinking I was angry at my brother, think instead I felt anger towards my brother you had anger but you weren't controlled by the anger subtitle 4 emotions are not a behavior emotions are not a choice behavior is continue people ask me all the time how do you deal with being afraid of failure or how do you not worry about being rejected i deal with fear and worry by dealing with fear and worry he said i know that's a really annoying answer i feel the same fear and worry anyone else does i just don't identify with it i accept it and move on despite it i don't like My thinking mind controls me. I diffuse from my emotions. When I feel fear, I consciously choose to act despite it. When I feel worry, I consciously choose to act despite it. He continued, for instance, when I have to sit down and write a lot, I often get nervous. I want to write something really great because I know thousands of people are going to read it. One result of this nervousness is procrastination. When I was younger and I was in situations where I got nervous and procrastinated, I would decide I can't do it because I'm too tired or I can't focus like other people. I must have ADD or something. Continue. This was me being fused with my thinking mind. There was no separation between my emotions and my identity. I felt nervous and had a thought of I can't do it for X, Y, or Z reason. And I accepted it at face value. I was a slave to my thinking mind, tugged by its reach. These days, I'm often able to sit down and write five thousand words or more in a single day. I still feel the same anxiety. I still hear the same thought. Quote, by quote, I need to eat first. I should take a nap. I'm not writing. A, I'm not in the writing mood right now. But now instead of identifying with these thoughts i acknowledge them i feel nervous about writing today i have, i have the thought that i need to eat first i have the thought that i need to take a nap first and then i turn to my thinking mind and probably tell him he's full of shit and i don't need a damn thing except to sit my ass down and start writing <coughs> We all produce excuses and negative emotions involuntarily. Guess what? That's never going to change. I'm going to stop right there because this is aligned with uh, one more uh, article that I've been reading. That is the mindfulness. Meaning that uh, you are mindful of what your emotions are being. You are mindful with the things that are happening to you. You are mindful of the changes that are happening. But, we carry on for now. <coughs> Let's continue. I don't care how many positive thoughts you conjure. What kind of therapies you do? What kind of new age spiritual crap you came up with? Negative thoughts and emotions are natural products of the human brain. Continue, you can't get away from them. None of us can. What you can do is accept them, diffuse from them, and act despite of them. When people come to me ask how to stop feeling angry or how to stop getting nervous, this is their problem. As soon as you try to eliminate a thought or emotions, you make it stronger. As a Buddhist saying goes, what you resist will persist. Or as Tony Robbins says, you feel what you focus the more you focus on an emotion the more powerful it becomes that's negative emotions are like quicksand the more you struggle to get out of them the further into them you sink hmm true i i i just uh, you know trying to accept this <laughs> i i want to try to accept this because even though i feel like um This article is something that I already know But probably there's more to the article That I can learn from today So let's continue The trick is to accept them and then let go This is a skill and it is a process But it cannot be practiced until you recognize That there are two minds and you only control one of them So he listed Two exercise, three exercise. To actually feel or differentiate your two minds, I am going to skip the exercise as you can read it by yourself in his website markmanson.net. <coughs> and I jump straight to his conclusions. And of the exercises, continue separating your observing mind from your thinking mind is a habit that takes practice, but once you begin to do it, you feel yourself becoming less and less of a slave of your thoughts and your emotions. You'll take more control of your internal daily life and feel better about it. In his opinion, this is the single most important step to developing self-discipline and acting despite whatever neuroses of mental hangout you may suffer from. Once you've differentiated your two minds, you can begin to evaluate your thoughts and feelings from an objective place and decide which ones are helpful and which ones are hurtful by markmanson.net. So, he has the whole website of him talking about um uh, mental health, and I am very grateful to actually stumble upon his work here. So I want to backtrack two things that I really want to talk about is one is about the mindful thinking um I've read somewhere about this mindful thinking it's about more of accepting. Or, or more of knowing that okay now you are hang hungry or angry, you are now feeling sad about yourself you are not feeling um, you you're feeling um, sadness you are feeling you know jealousy you are feeling insecurity uh, you're feeling nervous so uh, that is your thinking mind. meaning that Um, It's going to be there The emotions is there And you are not fused to The emotions Mm. This is one of the things that I Keep on practicing In my daily life In my daily routine right now Because Sometimes it's easy for us To say that Don't fuse them To each other Don't fuse your emotions to your thoughts, or don't go into your thoughts that critically, don't think too much of it. Um, but it's really hard when you are used to it. You know, you have been feeling these kind of emotions, and you have been reacting to them, like, your whole life. And suddenly you think, <coughs> okay, this, I feel very angry, and I need to do something about it you know uh in changing this mindset is a lifelong process probably someone that is 40 years 60 years of living is still not mastered this kind of skill and the only thing that um i'm struggling right now is i i know like for example you i quit gaming and stuff i i feel Anxiety I feel anxious I feel like nervous But It's easy to say that Now how I Actually act React to it Like for example I feel nervous Because I have nothing to do I have Nothing else to do Or probably (laughs) Probably I have No one else to share about it So What am I going to do about it? That is uh what uh is evolving or changing from the work of um uh, Mark Manson uh for, from the, his article eight years ago but this is a very good um place to start you know some people don't really know about this thinking or um observing minds you know observe you know ob- what is observe observe is you being in the third person for example, you are angry You observe Why are you angry? You think I'm angry like, That's it <laughs> That's all it But The thing is The observing And also the thinking mind There's just a lot of minds You know The acting minds You know The reacting minds, you know? the, reacting minds the evaluating minds You know that's that's more than Two minds <laughs> The action minds You know And It has been simplified into one observing and also one is thinking. It's more about your mind and also your soul. That's that's the that's me. That's that is me talking or simplifying it or oversimplifying it into two, like what he did just now. This observing mind, also thinking minds. Or what I can say, the heart and the soul. You know, the heart is uh, the living heart. You know, the person's blood and stuff like that, and the soul is what's inside of you, your value, your <coughs> thinking, mindfulness, and also of that, all of that stuff. So yeah, um, this is a very good article for me to read, and these three exercises has been uh, made, uh, has been practiced by all of these deep thinkers, deep thinkers around the world, you know, some people don't really like to think, because, you know, they are not aware that they are actually suffering, and some people don't really think about it, because they feel, you know, um, they feel like they are enough, so, um, whenever you have all this kind of thinking it's really about your priority probably you you start to aware that you start being self-aware that you are going out of track for example weight loss or you're going for uh, battling addictions and changing your personality lifestyle lifestyle changes to a better person when you have had that kind of awareness you could start reading all of this stuff in order to you know to be mindful to be more aware of where you are where your minds can change with a simple act of changing the mindset so i guess that's all for me for tonight and there's a very good article from um, mark manson and I really um encourages everyone that is listening to read uh to visit his website it's been there's there's a lot of there's a lot of articles and books and also ebooks and also courses that he had um put on his website it's markmanson.net and yeah um uh, i guess i'll be seeing you guys next time thank you for listening and alaikum.